0: Locke Talk Radio.
1: I think I'm going to say
2: hello, <laughs> no. everyone. Welcome here's to the, the, Dash
0: the Dash Radio p- Show your hosts, Don Wright DeBrasse and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text Dash to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry for the wobbly beginning. For some reason our, our intro didn't go ahead and just begin. So so off to the choppy beginning that we've had. Welcome to the Dash. And uh, Sometimes you just got to punt in life, and, and that was one of those moments. So <laughs> welcome to our show. Tonight we have um, our our fabulous guest, Bob Adams, who is here for our evening, and Peter Mingles is with me as always. Welcome, guys. Peter's here. And Bob is, too. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, have
1: to, I, have to, I have to take exception to our choppy excuse, you know? About 30 seconds before the show says, starts, you said, Oh, shoot, I've got to get the dogs out of here. I did did a calculation. I've been in that house, so I know what that means. There's no way you're going to get those three dogs out of that room in 30 seconds.
2: I did it, and I was back with time to spare. You know what? I I,
1: I publicly have to apologize. I misunderestimated underestimated you relative to your ability to shoo out dogs. Because I was talking to Bob. I'm like, Bob, I don't have to worry about the intro. Dawn's handling it. Oh, shoot, there she goes again. (laughs)
2: That's okay. See see we all have each other's backs. That's what no, matters. I, I will never I
1: publicly apologize for misunderestimating your I
2: publicly to... forgive you. Great people. Great people. All right, so tonight we I put up a blog post I was working on fighting technology every step of the way. I'm like, "Okay, is Mercury in retrograde or what?" I have been fighting technology this week. But um it's a full moon, so I'll give it to the full moon. And uh, I do have a lovely picture everybody Bob's face is now visible because I've only been complaining about this for weeks. And um <laughs> it's a I very sixty years I was faceless. <laughs> you were. <laughs> it's rude to be faceless, Bob. So uh no, now you can all see who he is over on, on the dash and tonight we are talking about playing to win. And and Bob, you said something to me before I decided to write the post that really meant a lot to me and you know what? the most important thing you said was playing, you know, because you can't win if you don't play.
3: You know, having having done taxes all these years, and it makes me sound like I'm really old, and when you see my picture, you might decide I am. <laughs> um, I have found that the people who have true entrepreneurial spirits <clears throat> are the ones who have realized that the, the goal of life isn't how much money you make, it isn't how much acknowledgement you get from the world. It's following your bliss. And when you do that, you are actually playing. And so when you said <clears throat> playing to win in the big game, <clears throat> the key words there were, okay, winning, <clears throat> that's kind of cool. Big, oh, that's fun. But game and playing, oh, yeah. Because when you when you can take on your passion and it becomes playtime, Then it's not hard to go to work. You wake up in the morning, you say, yay, I'm off to do it again. And that's where the joy comes at. Now, as odd as that seems, yes, I do feel that way about taxes. Okay, so I'm a weirdo. But that's all right. (laughs) I have learned that my passion, my passion is helping people. I have a background as a paramedic and as a cop. And then I got into accounting and, and I just plain enjoy helping people. But I've also found that there's great joys in creating strategies, which is the name of my company, Insider Refund Strategies, or IRS Inc. And to go out and show people how they can play at the game and win is the greatest joy that I have.
2: Amen. Amen. And you know, and, and I think that's a real balance that an entrepreneur has to achieve. And I, I think it's really critical that, you know, we, I've just had a conversation with somebody who said, well, why are you spending your money to launch new companies instead of just sitting with it? And the entrepreneur in me goes, uh, that's not even possible. I can't possibly just, sit, you know, like it's, I, I know that each and every one of us are built differently, but I didn't come into this world to sit on the couch and eat bonbons and pick the belly button fuzz. You know what I mean? I came into this world to do good for people, and so. You know, some people might look and say, you know what, I just need 50 grand in the bank and I'm going to glide. I need 100 grand or whatever your number. I mean, uh, however many people we're talking to, everybody's got a different number. Everybody has more zeros than other people's. You know, Bill Gates, he's got a lot more zeros in his, his money program and what means a lot of money to him than I do to me. And, Bob, you and I might have very different money programs that run us that we think is good money or lousy money or enough money. Um, that number is always going to be different. But the important thing is that you're doing what makes you happy. And that, I mean, if you can get paid no matter what it is, if you can get paid enough, whatever the enough is, to do what you love to do, then really it's all good,
3: right? It's absolutely. And, and you know, one of the interesting things about life, you know, um, we have this little doubting Thomas ego that loved to run around and, Try to contribute its perspective that, you know, we're not worth anything, that we can't do anything right, and that we can't be loved, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's that little tape that runs in the back that says you can't accomplish anything and all that kind of stuff, and you'll never have enough. Now, it's fun to sit down with people and say, okay, determine what is enough. And everybody will go to a number, and that number is always associated to money. You know, and what I what I want to show people and teach people is the attainment of enough really is just a side effect of doing what you love. It's the same thing with doing taxes. When I can take somebody and show them that playing the tax game can actually be fun, when you can take a look at just simple little things that will give you an extra ten thousand dollars a year that you can pocket that didn't go to the government, that you can use to perpetuate the life that you're creating and enjoying and loving, well, then taxes, instead of being a burden, actually becomes just part of the game. And it can become fun. It can actually become fun.
2: So. You know, I think everybody does have a, a certain number that they do need to achieve in order to go ahead and provide for their particular lifestyle that they choose, that they want. You know, um, I know that, like, we could be very, very um, esoteric in in our saying that, you know, there's no number here, but everybody's got one, and we have to respect that number. I think that the important thing is is to look at, Once you have that number covered, you know, and, and like, how you cover that number, and you're so skilled at this, Bob, you know, like, how can I cover my number and then have a little bit left over to do the stuff that I want to do, and how long do I have to cover that number before that number goes down drastically, because I paid off all of my stuff that I want that makes me happy and comfortable, you know, and we can pare it down, you know, like, one of the things that I did that was a real blessing to me was... A few years ago, Alex and I decided that we were going to go on a world tour and we were going to sew, store, and sell everything. Like, I looked at my life and all of the clutter and I said, I'm going to just, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to clear out the clutter and I'm going to go and I'm going to put a backpack on and I'm going to go see this planet. And when I get back, I'm going to find, I'm going to know what my passion is. I'm going to know what I want to do, you know. And my want to do, I mean, living in the third world, I came back into this country and went. All right, so I don't need all the stuff. The stuff is nice. The stuff is wonderful. The stuff has comfort, but I found out I could live really happy in a backpack. You know, if I'm looking at the Himalayas one day and I'm, I'm looking at the the Aegean Sea a different day. You know, um, it really the the stuff just really weighed me down a lot. You know, so. I think everybody's got a number and everybody's got a dream. And um, and then, you know, can you do it comfortably, happily from anywhere in the world? And the Internet has just blessed us in ways that are just – I mean, I could live in a backpack with a laptop and work anywhere in the world, Bob. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, so you have you – know, when, when, Yeah, when, when you start taking a look at limitations – you know, one of the things about being an American, we talked about in one of the earlier shows about consumerism, okay? Here we live under a constant inundation of, oh, you've got to have this, you've got to have that. You know, you don't make yourself known in the world without accomplishing a particular imagery. Or you determine what that imagery is. And that determination can come from your childhood, your religion, your schools, your community, your whatever it is, okay? So you determine that. But like you said... When you decide to unload everything, throw the backpack on and go see the world, and then came back, the determination was, wow, I don't need all of this. Now, what's really fun in life, and I, and I got this quote this morning, and of course there are no accidents, but <clears throat> if, I, if I had the choice to believe in having the truth or seeking the truth, I would take the second Because oftentimes what happens is we come to a point in determining what we think is the absolute truth. We wrap our minds, we wrap our arms, we wrap our hearts around it and say, I am planted, here I am. (laughs) And we stop. And oftentimes when that happens is we, we preclude ourselves from being able to receive other things that can move you forward and truly give you what you want. You think you got what you want, and maybe at that moment you have what you want. But when you, you you solidify yourself and say, I'm done, this is it, then you're stuck. I mean, it's just like we had the conversations about J-O-B, just over broke, people who want to be just an employee because that's what their mindset was for. And so they go in, they start a job, here I am, I've got these benefits, I'm going to make X number of dollars an hour. Okay, that's cool. But that means I can bring home this much money, which means that my family and my wife can have this kind of money, and we can accomplish these type of dreams. Hold it. There ain't enough. Well, I guess we aren't going to do that now. We're not going to do this now. We're, I'm sorry, honey. I know I gave you these great big dreams we got together, and it was so wonderful to live in that world of love, but, hey, reality settled in, and, dang, we haven't got enough money to do any of this and that and this and that and that and this and that and that and this. And you accept it because you believe that the truth is you can't have it or you've always been told you can't have it.
2: Right. Okay. So we are going to take our commercial break for Axel to push that button, and we will be back.
0: Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's bit.ly forward slash D-A-S-H, Texas.
3: And the music's so inspiring. You've been <laughs> listening to The Dash Radio
0: Show with hosts Don Wright deBrance and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. There we go. What do you think, Bob?
3: I love it. I forgot we had that other part that was on there. <laughs> okay, it's all live.
2: <laughs> how fun, We're getting all fun. professional and stuff. You see, <laughs> I, I'm impressed.
3: I'm impressed.
2: One week and it's a new show. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So please carry on and 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 watch your clock.
3: I am watching the clock. All I am right. watching the clock. <laughs> well, back, back to the conversation. And I know that, that people listen to this show, and specifically from what I'm garnering from people telling me is that they want to hear about taxes, which this time of the year is a normal thing. And so I, I do want to take just a moment, and this is going to deviate some from the regular stuff that I would talk about as far as strategies or things like that, just to make you aware of what's happening now. Okay, as you may or may not be aware, don't even care because it doesn't really affect you, the IRS ordinarily goes live for electronic filing around the middle of January. Well, because of the delays in Congress finalizing the budget and retrofitting back on some of the tax issues of 2012, the IRS did not go live for electronic filing, in fact, even paper filing, until yesterday. And now even though they have gone live those of you who have depreciation or have credits for um, your retirement accounts or even credits for education those returns are going to be delayed which means that your preparer can go ahead and do them and give you numbers but they cannot be filed yet so if you're anticipating that you're going to file your return and those things are included which is very common for depreciation to be in a business return, then realize that you probably may not be able to file those tax returns until the end of February, possibly the middle of March. Now we don't see this very often, but it does happen on occasion. So just just so you'll know, you know, if you go in to see your prepare, your professional and say, I want it now, and realize when he says, uh-uh it ain't happening, just just understand that's what's happening. And another little side effect of that. Because the state calculations are so directly related to the federal calculations, many of the states are unable to process tax returns at this point in time either because they're having to redo their software in order to account for the changes in the federal. So if your tax preparer has the ability to say, yes, I can file your return electronically for the federal side, the state return may be delayed for electronic filing or possibly have to be mailed in. So don't get all irate, upset, and you know, with your preparer or, or whoever you're talking to about your taxes, and they say we've had these untimely delays. It's not your preparer. It's not their fault. Okay, we just have an anomaly this year. It, it happens about every four years, something along that line. We just have these changes that suddenly fall in, in our laps and say, no, we're doing it different. So having shared that. Hey, Bob, can I I, I, I pipe in
1: just about that for a second? What does that really mean? I would guess, now I'm not a tax preparer, so I'm just a regular guy. I would imagine people that are getting returns really hoping that they can file as quickly as they can so they can get their refund or whatever income tax credits or however that Mitt Romney 47% kind of thing falls into place. So a lot of people probably that are looking for returns as far as refunds, are trying to file early. Those people that probably owe money, they're the ones sitting online April 15th. What's what's tax day this year? Is it the 15th? Because it's still the it same.
3: Yeah, 15th. It falls in the middle, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you, you can file a six-month extension.
1: Okay. okay. So, right, so if you wanted to, you can file the six-month extension, and that's okay as long as you don't owe the money, otherwise you have to pay the penalties and everything else, I'm guessing. Right? Yeah,
3: and you still want to pay what you believe you're going to owe. As long as it's less than $1,000 total when you file your return, you'll negate a penalty.
1: Okay, so that's one part. Now the other part is it's real convenient that they didn't figure this stuff out until the very end because that means the government's not giving people their refund checks soon, which means as a government with no budget we're able to stay a government a little bit longer. Is that the unintended that not the unintended consequence, but isn't that a truth of the matter? Kinda of pushes that deadline of when we're gonna run out of money that much faster because we're not giving it
3: away. Well, that's one way you could possibly see it, okay? I think that, that really what it boils down to is when we get down to politics, you know, and the two biggest parties that we deal with, of course, the Republicans and the Democrats, and they have their perspectives on what they want. And coming to a measurable agreement, which is what we went to as we faced that fiscal cliff in front of us, means there was a lot of spaces that had to be looked at again and again and again and again to come to an agreement. And so those retrofitting taxes, in some cases, were very valuable because they had left the Bush era uh, breaks in place for the majority of the people. Otherwise, they would have expired. Correct. And we had the, the software written for it to expire. Everything was ready for it to expire. And all of a sudden, no, we decided we're going to keep it in place. So we we'll have to go back and redo the software, retest it, get it out to all the states, get it out to all the tax software providers – Get the information out to the, the to the tax preparers okay so yes there is a delay is it a handy-dandy cash flow mechanism well I don't think that was its intention but it doesn't hurt
1: right now um, relative to stuff along that line um, now you had mentioned that for some people they have to um, uh, maybe they'll bring their stuff in early and it may not be processed a little bit as usual and, and let's talk about the impact that that sometimes has on people. And one last thing that I want to mention, um, and this was something that I think has been creeping up, and I don't think we've ever mentioned this before, but the surprise a million people are going to have this year when they go to file their taxes, especially if they file them later, and then find out that their taxes have already been filed for them. So I don't know if I'm giving you enough clues on where to go with that one. But that is well, that's a,
3: called that's called an SFR, substitute for return.
1: No, okay. no, <laughs> that's not the one I was thinking of. That's another okay. one. Here's, okay. Here's so, okay, let's talk a little bit about okay, so what are the ramifications of the returns being late for some people? Like some people really need those refunds so they can do what? You know, pay off bills, mm-hmm. go to school, mm-hmm. you know, pay mm-hmm. the mortgage whatever it might be. So there's some ramifications mm-hmm. there. The other unintended consequence, I think sometimes it happens, is what happened with some people that I know last year. They waited to file their taxes, and then when they finally did, they found out that someone filed their taxes for them. And there are about a million people, at least, that the IRS admits to of identity theft.
3: Okay. Now, identity theft is real. However... I want to add something else to that that most people don't realize. All right? I'm not standing in defense of the IRS, but I want you to understand the realities of what they deal with. When you, if you, ever, if you ever have the opportunity to go to an IRS center and take a look at how the floor works, and by the floor I mean these are the people that are inputting data from all these tax returns that are mailed in, and the nightmare that that is. Now, When we electronically file a tax return, the Social Security numbers are attached to the first four letters of the last name. That's how they identify individuals. It is not uncommon for an incident or an accident to happen where, because it's a hand-done return, the Social Security number is not clearly legible. It's posted by somebody on the floor by accident, And when you go to file your tax return, and let's say you send it in and the IRS kicks it back and says, no, your child has already filed a return. No, what they're saying is that Social Security number has been taken, okay, which then means that you can, a couple of different options. You can take the child off, electronically file the return, and then amend the return and send it in with the proof the child was yours and that it was incidental accident on the floor. And that, that has about a 99% clearance. It just takes six to eight weeks to get that taken care of. For those who are maliciously filing, now one of the things that, that is interesting and one of the biggest abuses that we have in the tax system is something called earned income credit. And earned income credit was actually started back in the Johnson era, and this is where they tried to find some way of getting money out to people who are low-income people. And instead of putting it through the welfare system, they chose to use the tax mechanism to do it. And so when people have a certain level of income and they have children, then the government gives them an additional amount of of refundable money. And those credits can look like earned income credit, which maximizes it a little over five grand for three children. And the uh, child tax credit, which is also a deduction on your taxes, but it can also be included as a refundable credit. Those start adding up, and so when you have people who have made uh, I like the, we call it the peak of the hill, okay if you have a hill and you you see that hill and you start at the bottom and it's zero income, and you go up to the top of the hill and it peaks right around that fifteen eighteen thousand mark and it starts going down the hill and actually goes almost to fifty thousand dollars now and the maximum you get is from the bottom from the top of that hill is like fifty eight hundred dollars. Well, there are cases where people who have known of others who have either um, not filed in the past, or somebody managed to get their information, get a copy of their tax return, and I've seen them make up W-2s and send them in, and peak that earned income credit, and get it directly deposited into a bank account, or have a check mailed, and fraudulently go cash it, you know, with a false ID. There's all kinds of incredulous, awful things that can happen when you start dealing with that much money, and when we're talking about nine billion dollars in EIC fraud, I mean we're ta- we're not talking about a little tiny hole. We're talking a major drain of tax dollars going out the door here in fraud that's not helping people. So what the IRS has done to to combat that particular item they've moved to make tax preparers registered and have to pass the test and have to have so many CPE hours of training. And just for your information, this was recently challenged and is now sitting in the court system um, trying to decide if they're supposed to be implementable or not. But we have also, they have also included now where tax preparers will ask you for additional information. ID showing that your children actually did live with you at that address that you say you lived at. And so they put in place lots of different fraud prevention things because of that particular item. But, yes, it it does happen whenever you have something with this much possible money. People aren't, you know, (laughs) there's always those that are trying to find some sneaky way to do things. And uh, it used to be really bad back in the early 90s, uh, especially when they passed NAFTA. And we had all these kids that all of a sudden that showed up from Mexico and an amazing amount of money that was going out before they put in refinement into it and start clarifying things. Um, and the preparers who were just as bad, who were making up kids or making up uh, numbers for income or creating a small business which didn't exist in order to peak earned income credits.
1: All right, so, Bob, I'm going to make an official announcement. You know, they sometimes close down companies because of fraud.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't we just close down the government because of...
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: I
1: guess that's not going to work. I shouldn't start one of those petitions,
3: you know? Oh, you, you know, there's, there's a lot of controversy about how we should be doing our taxes in America. And, you know, I, I've seen the flat taxes. I've seen the sales tax. I've seen all the types of things they're talking about. And quite frankly, I wish they would do something like that and put me out of business. All right. Okay? <laughs> it would be just fine if we went to a straight tax system... But they can't, and the reason why they can't, and the two interesting arguments is, number one, what do we do with all these people who work for the IRS? They won't have a job. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. That's one. And two, they lose control. If you take a look at the power of the IRS, you know, what it can do, the department, I mean, it is just – amazing amount of pressure that, that they can utilize and the control over the people by having this type of a system put in play. And, we're and gonna it's have, hard for government to give it up.
1: That's right. We're going to have Axel um, actually uh, start spinning some commercials before um, we start going a little bit further into that. And if we don't come back, it's because we've been shut down.
3: So We, <laughs> <Axel>. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen anything that bad yet.
0: <laughs> Do you run a home-based business Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more!
2: If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively.
0: If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the
2: next level... For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations.
1: Just go to
0: www.networkleads.com forward slash the Dash Radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Are we back? We are back. We
1: we, will. All right. All right. I was a little (laughs) afraid of that, starting to talk about the government, you know, (laughs) abolishing the IRS system. So, Bob, let's let's face it. Obviously, the government needs money to run on as a responsible citizen for those people that earn the appropriate amount of money. They have to file, and if there's legitimate tax deductions for people associated with home-based businesses, they get a chance to take advantage of the legitimate tax deductions so they can build their whatever kind of a business. And uh, let's kind of we, we've spoken about those things before, but let's get back to the matter at hand. Can you kind of explain to us what's happening right around this time of year? So today specifically is January 31st. As an employer, I know I have certain obligations for the employees or independent contractors that I have. So could you kind of walk us through that? Like what is the employer's responsibility and what should you have gotten in the mail, almost gotten in the mail? What happens if you get it a day late, all
3: that sort of stuff? Boy, we're having fun today, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. As an employer, boy, the accountability and responsibilities for being an employer have become even more difficult with the new implementation of Obamacare. And, uh, and you've seen already on your withholdings an additional 2% that went out the door in taxes. But what you probably don't realize is that as an employer, they have a huge accountability to make sure that they report to the government's not just the Fed, but to the state as well, the appropriate information about each employee and the amount of money that they made and the amount that was withheld. Now, the responsibility of the employer is to make sure that all of his employees receive something that's called a W-2 form, and on that W-2, they identify the amount of taxable wages that this individual earned, along with the withholdings, that they had held back in order to pay their taxes. Now, each year, you should go in and fill out a W-4. Now, they say you don't have to, particularly if you don't have any children increases or your marital status doesn't change or all that kind of stuff, but um, it still would be wise to make sure you go in and double-check your W-4 or make sure the withholdings are correct because there's nothing worse than having a surprise at the end of the year and suddenly your 18-year-old daughter gets married and you don't have her anymore. Okay, so you lost the deduction and that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. The W twos, which will reflect the, the amount that you said you wanted to have withheld, have to be issued, you and I say have to, uh they're mandated to be out by the end of January. Now your employer has several ways to deliver that to you. It can become you know come to you as an envelope that's mailed to your house. It can be included with a paycheck. It could also be made available online. And usually what they'll do is they'll give you a notice saying this is where your your pay your W 2 is at, and a series of passwords in order to gain your particular information. And you can download that, print it out, and there you have your W twos. Now also at the same time, in this same Frequently, you know, the same 31 days of January, at the end, you should also be issuing out 1099s. Now, when we say 1099s, 1099s are different than W 2s because W 2s are, are subject to a series of withholding requirements and matching for Social Security and Medicare and your retirement accounts and benefit accounts, all kinds of stuff. A 1099 is a different animal. A 1099 says this amount of money was given to this particular person for this particular reason. Now, we have 1099 A's and C's and M's and B's, and there you are know, all kinds of different types of 1099s that are issued. And on a 1099 M, for example, it can be for fishing, It can be for non-employee compensation. It can be for medical. It can be for all kinds of different types of things. Now, these 1099s that are issued particularly the 1099-G, which will come from the government, and that will show two things usually. It will show your, your um, unemployment benefits that you received. It will also show the amount of refund that you received from the state. Now, this is important. Don't just throw this out the door. If you did not itemize the previous year, then the amount of money you received as a refund from the state doesn't really matter. If you did itemize and exceeded the standard deduction and received a state refund, you have to include that as income on your federal return. Now, the state that you're living in will subsequently reduce that out of it because you don't need to be taxed on it twice. But the feds feel like because you received the state refund because of deductions that were taken on Schedule A that you have a responsibility to pay taxes on that. So you will have to identify that. Make sure your tax preparer has that, so they can make sure that you did are required or not required to include it with your your information. Now, other ones that come out too about this time of the year: Social Security issues out there, 1099s. Actually, it's not a call to 1099 in their particular case, but their their statements go out. Banks um, are required to have interest dividend notifications out to everybody. Um, the intention is to get everything out by the end of January. Now, now, when we talk, go ahead.
1: No, 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 keep going.
3: Now, when we talk about deadlines, I think you need to take a look at several deadlines who are, that are applicable now, in, in just, conjunction with just that. Just for
1: just for fun, we know cool. a lot of people sometimes are smart enough to become dangerous. Like they can actually make up their own rules as they go along, and that people that are experts would say, "No, that's not exactly the way it works." If someone doesn't get their 1099 or something by January 31st, does it still count? Or, like, I could just hear some guy out there, some gal out there saying, I didn't get my 1099, so I don't have to worry about claiming that income. They were supposed to give it to me by the 31st. I don't think that's the way it works.
3: No. Okay. Every time time there's a W-2 or 1099 issue, the purpose of that is to say, guess what? We just told the government how much money you got.
1: So if you, get it no, on February, you, if you get it on February second, it still counts. If you get it in February, <laughs> between, it,
3: if you get it in June, it still counts. <laughs> okay. I, just, I just have
1: to help some of our people that make their own rules up. You know, there's a couple of them out there that say, "Oh, I didn't get it by the thirty first. It doesn't count because they must have violated some kind of law." And the answer is probably not.
3: I have, a couple no. of questions.
1: I have a question for you. As uh, I just, this is just Eric, and I would imagine maybe some other people are having this as well. You said something about unemployment. Do people pay taxes on unemployment checks that they get? Yes. And I guess if they don't make a lot of money, they don't have to worry about a lot of stuff, but I guess that would all be counted in. So unemployment Yes, it would counts- all
3: be counted in. It's interesting, too. Okay, for example, when you draw unemployment, you'll have choices about having withholding on it, and federal and state withholding. And if your income is actually lower than the required taxable amount, then having withholding on it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you're just giving money away to the government to hang on to it until you file your taxes, which means you have to file a tax return, which is going to cost you money, and you didn't get any interest off the money they held on to. So why give it to them? So when you go in and you say, okay, I'm going to draw on employment, you really want to take a look at, how much money am I making? What dependents do I have? What's my exemptions? What's my standard deduction or my itemized deductions? And do I really need to have withholding for this? And if not, take the whole thing. But on the same token, though, if you receive $12,000 in unemployment with zero withholdings and it's just you, you got a problem.
1: So unemployment, uh, I remember when I um, cashed out some bonds, when I was uh, with Electrolux, my vacuum cleaner company, in my mm-hmm. second month, they gave me some bonds, and they mm-hmm. were double E bonds. And I don't know if it, I don't think it works today the same way. But the double E bonds would actually double um, mm-hmm. the face value in five years. And I know it doesn't work that way anymore. But um, when I cashed out my bonds, um, they actually sent me a piece of paper that said you earned this extra income, and I had to pay taxes on the extra income that I that I had made. So yep. When you get that little envelope in the mail that says tax information enclosed, um, which, by the way, employers are getting a lot of nowadays from all the people that might be taking in their money or do business with them. But as a result of all those things, all those little envelopes probably need to be looked at and somehow accounted for and filed. Because when it says tax information enclosed, the person who sent it to you also sent it to the government. So it's kind of like, oh, you can't forget about that one because then you get a letter in the mail saying you have unclaimed income. I probably said it all the wrong way. So can you clean up what I just said?
3: (laughs) You're nuts. Okay. um, (laughs) Actually, and I agree with Peter. You've got to understand that a W-2, a 1099, anything that comes out like that, you've got to realize that's already in the government's hands. They've already got it. There's no way getting around it. Now, on occasion, there could be an error, and you can have a 1099 or a W2C, which is a corrected one, reissued to clean up that error. And I have seen where 1099s or even W2s were massively higher than what they should have been, and it had to be corrected and taken care of. But setting that aside, that's that's just the anomaly. That's not the normal. Um, Anything that comes through the door in your mail... That looks like that it's already been reported it's been reported it's been reported to the IRS and uh, they have it now I'm gonna give you a little story to go along with this is why it's so important lots of people and it's amazing to me lots of people don't file tax returns now you can go through the emotional, mental justification saying that it never got rat, you know, ratified, and you know they tried to implement it, you know, one year after the sinking of the Titanic or whatever you want to use for your excuse and story, not to file. The other one is say, well, I always have enough withholdings, so I don't worry about it. And it's true, you may have enough withholdings that you don't have to worry about it. But at the same time, how much money are you giving up by not filing your tax returns? Now, a lot of people do it because they're scared to death of phylum. Or I don't want to be, you know, complying with an entity or an agency that I so strongly disagree with. All righty? And I run around in fear of that. Or I'm rebellious, and, you know, that's your way of, of giving your sign to them, whatever that may look like. You've got to understand, the IRS has wonderful automated systems. And if you fail to file a tax return and you end up owing money, Usually what will happen is they will notify you the second year. So if you have a W-2 or a 1099 that was issued, you didn't file your tax return, let's say for 2012, in 2013, probably toward the end, you won't won't hear anything, but by the middle of 2014, you're going to hear. And you're going to get a letter from the IRS and say, we don't have your tax return. And they start assessing all these penalties, And they say, okay, because uh, we do this, and they make it the worst-case scenario they can. They take the assumption you're not married. They take the assumption you don't have children. They take the assumption of, oh, you got a 1099 because you were in business, but we have no expenses to take against it. So we're going to tax you not only on income but self-employment tax too. And we're going to assess penalties. And we're going to assess interest. And so you get this letter from the IRS saying you owe boogaloo's worth of money, and you sit back and you say, how do they know? Or how did that happen? So these documents that you receive in the mail need to be included when you do your tax returns because if they're not, the IRS will create this wonderful wrong record of what you owe. They do it on purpose because that's all the information that they have. So if they send you this letter and it says you owe us all this massive amount of money and you sit back and say, Uh uh-uh. uh the fact of the matter is they have no idea of being able to identify what deductions you would be allowed to have unless you file the return. Now, what's really interesting for a lot of people is when they get a letter from the IRS… Well, hold on hey, right. is- hold
1: on, hold on, one second because we want everybody to come back and this is a perfect time to start to have actual spin some records. <laughs> so, so, so we're going to
0: hold
3: that back Savage dog. Smokes
1: is a new site on the scene dedicated
0: to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, we'll hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show.
1: And, and just so you know, Bob, that was the shortest radio station break we've ever taken. So everybody's really interested in making sure they hear the rest of your answer to
2: the,
1: <laughs> the, to the rest of the question that
3: the, we're posing. <laughs> All right, well, I, 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 I have a thought. I really need to finish out there, but go ahead and ask your question first.
1: Yeah, but the question I have is this is this is a really important point, and I, I want to take an unfair advantage and say. Um, as you're answering this question, lots of people would love to never have to be in this situation or need some help when they're in this situation. So if I can get Bob, our tax guy, to give his little Bob commercial right now for all those people that would really want some protection and peace of mind, can you tell them about what you do specifically?
3: Okay. righty. In conjunction with this little program that I wrote called What Counts, I have another little program that's called Tax Protection Plus. And essentially what this is, you pay $20 a month. And for that $20 a month, you have unlimited consulting. That's right. You can call and talk to me. And we will figure out tax strategies, take a look at your tax returns, do projections, figure out where you're at, what to do. And in the sort and in the in the, in the the whole complexity of what we're going to discuss, we'll take a look and see where are you at now? What is your dream? When's the best time to go to a business entity? How about a retirement plan? How about implementing a health program for your medical deductions at 100 percent? All of that is included in these conversations for twenty dollars a month. The other thing that you get out of that is you get something that we send a, a form to the IRS that says, <clears throat> please, if you're sending a notice to this individual, send a copy to Bob. So Bob receives the letters the same day that you do, the same day. And what happens is I open up the letter, I say, oh, this is what they're saying. I will call you, and I'll tell you, this is what they're looking for. Now, what I've learned in working with the IRS for almost 30 years is that you get a lot more done with sugar than you ever do with vinegar any day. And if we have a, a quick response to their inquiry, and 90% of the stuff they're inquiring about is not scary, it just looks that way when it's in the envelope. All right? And when you open it up, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Well, it's usually just a simple little inquiry, and they may have made some adjustments because they had information, as we were talking about, that came that you didn't have. And so we figure it out and we take care of it. Now, the other part that we have is if for any reason you get audited, Okay, whether it's the federal or the state, for any reason, what we do is we help prepare all your documentation to be able to present for your case. Now, in most cases, they've gone to doing what's called a paper audit, and all we have to do is provide them through the mail or fax, some other way of saying this is the information you've asked for, And this should satisfy the situation. And I have found that the majority of the time, as long as you have good records, which is why having that little what counts program is so important, they don't have an argument. And it's over and done and it's taken care of. But if they decide they're going to do a full-blown audit on you, then we can help prepare the documentation so that it can flow very easily and be done. If for some reason it goes a step beyond that, we have a a whole stable full of professionals to be able to step up and go in, whether you need an attorney or just a CPA or whatever it might need to satisfy this particular problem, we have these available at a discount price. And so being able to realize that this monstrosity that we look at when we say IRS actually can be handled skillfully And you can go to bed at night and not worry about them showing up at the door. You know, I had a client call me the other day. They said an IRS agent showed up at their house to collect $600. They were totally dumbfounded, only to find out it was their son who owed the $600. And they had sent him all kinds of notices to get it taken care of, and he ignored them. He ignored them. But if you have Tax Protection Plus put in place, every notice you get, I get and I can tell you right off the bat what to do.
1: And Don, I know we put together a website for people that are listening in to be able to have access to Bob's products and our services. And I think from memory it's the bit.ly
2: No, no, no. Just just go to the dash dot com and it's the main post. It's all about Bob. And at the bottom of there, and if they're looking right now, if they're watching the, this episode, if they're on Blog Talk Radio, um, it's, the link is right at the top of this episode. So it says, it's the link right next to what counts. They can go right to the bottom as well. We have to replace the link that was on the bit.ly. So okay. we don't want to give him the Bitly until Alex says that he's done that, but he's okay. going to do that probably right now because <laughs> he's nodding. He's going to do that right now. <laughs> so
1: they so they go to the-radio.com.
2: Yes, and and right, scroll down to the bottom of the post with Bob Adams, and it says it's the link on what counts, and it's the link on what counts on the episode they're listening to right now.
1: So there's a big dis- there's a big disconnect maybe for some relative to the unbelievable. Services that you render the what counts program is only a twenty dollar one time charge, and it's probably i think it 's the easiest, most comprehensive preparation stuff i've ever seen and Then you have the tax protection and for those people who have ever uh, tried to get advice from anyone relative to tax stuff, uh twenty dollars a month is unbelievably low, so can you please explain? the disconnect between the unbelievable value that you provide and the ridiculously low prices that you charge.
3: The disconnect, huh? Okay. All right. First of all, the services that I'm offering, okay, I offer because like Peter and like Don, what is there to do in life but to help others? Now, if you choose to have me be your tax professional and I do tax preparation for you, then yes, I have a fee associated to that that's separate from this. But these programs that I'm offering you now, these here, these are core, what I call core value basic stuff. With these two items, with the What Counts program, you can actually record All the information that you need to make your tax return bulletproof, that's number one. Number two, you take advantage of the three biggest tax deductions that you can have in having your own home-based business, the biggest. The hiring of the kids, okay, the medical, which has now become a reality whether we like it or not, and business use of the home, which is included in there as well. So... It, it's all integrated. I mean, there's no other accounting package out there that does this, which integrates it. It well, also.
1: Well, people are doing their taxes for right now for 2012. If they go to the dashradio.com, they find your link. They can buy that product for 20 bucks and literally be able to coordinate all their records for 2012. Yeah, okay. they can. And what's
3: really interesting too is that you know this this is a this is a, a program that you can just copy and use over and over and over and over because the basics that are there aren't going to change. They haven't changed in years, and if you have multiple as... businesses, copy it and just use it again and again and again and again.
1: So, as, as many people are preparing, the twenty bucks is probably the best twenty bucks they could ever spend. Now, okay, so I'm going to bring us back to that horrible moment where people had wished that they were on your twenty dollars a month program. <laughs>
3: Well, this is, this is where it really gets interesting, and I'm glad you brought up the importance of people realizing that when that document shows up in the mail, here's a 1099 or a W-2 or whatever, and don't lose it, okay, because here's what happens. I already told you that the IRS will send you a letter about two years later with this huge assessment of penalties and interest, and they're saying, we want our money. And what will happen is that at that point, you'll have 60 days to respond, After the 60 days, it goes into what's called automated collections. And automated collections are the ones that start finding out what your bank accounts look like and who you're employed by. And then they go out and they assess a judgment and a levy, and they start hitting your bank accounts, and they clean you out, and it's all because you did not respond to their letter. Now, what's really interesting is if you did respond to the letter and if you did file your tax return correctly – then the odds are you had a refund coming, but you gave that up. And if you don't file your tax returns within a three-year time period, for example, like we have April 15th coming up this year, you have until then to amend your 2009 tax returns unless you filed an extension, which will take you out to October, and be able to get a refund. Now, if it's 2008, forget it. You can do the returns and get rid of the tax liability that's that's sitting there, but you cannot get a refund out of it. Now, I also know that we talked about, and this is included in the program, Gary, when I talk about the three-year free review that we offer. The purpose of that is to say, okay, how much money did you leave? Even if you didn't file your tax returns, we can get hold of the IRS and get their records and come back and say, okay, let's build these returns now and get some money back. Get the money back, but if you go past three years, you aren't going to get the money back. It's not going to work. And the other thing is that if they do what's called an SFR substitute for return, getting that cleaned out can take. Well, I had a client. It took a year. It took a year to get that cleaned up. And that particular department of the IRS, people who are moving between, being transferred from one department to another, and have slag time, that's where they stick them. And so you don't have somebody that's a particular individual you're going to work with is going to be there and stay there. And I have found that they always go past the 90-day limit that they're supposed to respond by, 45, 90 days, whatever. And they always say, oh, we're sending you a letter, we're adding another 45 days. Oh, it's another letter, we're adding another 45 days, another 45 days. And you just don't want it to go there. You do not want it to go there. So if you get a letter from the IRS, respond. If you get a letter from the IRS, give me a call. Okay, we'll take a look at it and see what you got, and we'll figure out where do we go from here. And what's really fun, and this is when we talked about playing to win the big game, okay, you're going to find that if you understand how the game rules work, you can win. I mean, the biggest refund I ever got back for somebody was like $70,000 that they had overpaid in taxes. It's possible. You just don't know. And you, it, it always serves you well to go find somebody who knows what they're doing in this game, and then you can play the game, and the game can be fun. It can be a lot of fun.
1: Okay. There you go. So we breathe a sigh of relief to realize that there's some hope for those people that might be a little bit in trouble. So if you're in trouble and you're doing things the right way, you give Bob a call you know, spend the twenty bucks, the twenty dollars per month, and then maybe he'll be able to help you work through whatever you have to work through. And most of the times, the worst case scenario probably won't ever happen if you do it on a timely basis. It's when they, I guess Bob, when they ignore it and it goes over the time limit, that's the biggest penalties. Um, I don't want you. I don't want you to bash an industry. So don't bash an industry unless they deserve to have maybe their reputation tarnished. But what about all these TV commercials you see? If you've been behind on your taxes, we'll save you uh, pennies on the dollar. What's the deal behind all those infomercials and TV commercials relative to that?
3: You know, it's quite an interesting industry. I actually attended several training seminars, which cost thousands of dollars to to learn about the ins and outs of dealing with the IRS and negotiating uh, those types of things. And what it really boils down to is this. If you are in a position where you cannot pay your taxes – you may not be aware of it, but if you file bankruptcy, it don't matter. The taxes don't go away. You can't get out of them. But you can negotiate with them what's called an offer and compromise. Now, an offer and compromise, you go in and you'll say, okay, I own no assets. I owe you $50,000 in taxes. Okay? I do have $2,000 that I might be able to help with. And they'll come back and say, okay, fill out these forms, because they love their forms, okay, and this shows what your actual income and your expenses are, and it shows, you know, what kind of retirement you have, what kind of savings you have, what are your assets, what are your liabilities, and then they take their time to review it and say, okay, we're going to accept your offer or we're going to propose another offer. Now, you have X number of days to pay this off, or if we need to extend a little bit longer, we can do that too. Now, here's the catcher. If you have assets that are beyond or greater than the amount that you owe, forget it, okay? You can go in and and you can pay a fee to these companies to say, oh, let me go in and see if I can negotiate something on your behalf. The odds are they will not be successful. That's number one. Number two, offering compromises, you know, they used to take as long as a year and a half to two years, now the IRS got in trouble for that and they're trying to expedite them and get them move quicker, uh, but you're still looking at, you know, a year, sometimes a little bit less, but usually not, to get this process put through. Sixty percent of the proposals of, of, of offering compromises are declined. So,
1: so before you
2: jump, go ahead. Yes,
1: so watch before you Buy the stuff from the yep. guys on TV is what. And and
2: and guys, guys, we have got to wrap it up, Bobby, You got two seconds. If, <laughs> if you
3: don't have a home-based business, I'll quote the famous Americans, We're <laughs> <you're> not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot.
2: To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show.
0: Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com.
2: For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio.
0: Again, thanks for spending... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.